Welcome to the Study Skills Handbook podcast series. In the last podcast, we looked at how much sleep students should be getting. However, we know this doesn't always occur. This episode discusses how to develop positive sleep patterns. Now, some of the challenges that students face is that during puberty, hormones shift the teenager's body clock forward temporarily by about one or two hours, making them sleepier one to two hours later than adults would be. This change in the circadian rhythm seems to be due to the fact that the brain hormone melatonin is produced later at night for teens than it is for small children and adults. This can make it harder for teens to fall asleep earlier. But then students have to get up for school causing a sleep debt that can lead to chronic sleep deprivation. Other factors that contribute to insufficient sleep are hectic extracurricular activities, uh, television, gaming, keeping students awake and late night exposure uh, to lots of light, especially from computers and mobile phones. This can all lead to inadequate production of that brain chemical melatonin that's responsible for making you feel sleepy. Now, unfortunately, there are many ill effects from sleep deprivation. Concentration difficulties, mentally drifting off in class, shortened attention span, memory impairment, poor decision-making, lack of enthusiasm, nightmares, moodiness, aggression, depression, sleep problems, lowered immune system, lack of energy, risk-taking behaviour, cognitive impairment, cravings for unhealthy food leading to weight gain, slower physical reflexes, reduced sporting performance and reduced academic performance. Phew! Now, no one wants to experience all these. So what can we do to prevent sleep deprivation? Well, parents and students need to work together to find ways to increase the nightly quota of sleep. Some ideas to consider. Perhaps sleep in a bit, a maximum of just two hours on Saturday morning. Avoid late nights on the weekend. Try and go to bed the same time as you do during the week so you don't disrupt your sleep patterns. Get to bed early on a Sunday night. If you're not getting enough sleep, work on adjusting the body clock by going to bed slightly earlier each day, perhaps just 10 minutes earlier for a week. Then next week, go to bed another 10 minutes earlier until you've adjusted to the right bedtime for you so you can get enough sleep. Limit your afternoon naps to 30 minutes and gradually reduce these. Avoid caffeine, things like cola drinks, coffee, energy, chocolate after dinner, or even better, no later than 4pm. Organise as much as you can the night before to minimise what you have to do in the morning. For example, organise your clothes for the next day, pack your bag. Decide what time you're going to switch off electronic devices. Avoid watching TV for at least half an hour before you go to bed. Try and have an hour before you go to bed without computers or homework or chatting to friends. Set up a relaxing wind-down routine before, for before you go to bed and do this same routine every single night. So this might be having a warm shower, reading, listening to music or particularly quiet music, and that way your brain will start to associate these activities with bedtime and sleep. Now, a drop in body temperature near bedtime can trigger the sense that it's time to go to sleep, so after a warm bath or a hot shower, then cool yourself down. It's also better at night to be cool rather than overheated. Keep your room as dark and as quiet as possible at night. Another technique you can try is when you lie in bed, you start at your feet and mentally imagine relaxing each muscle as you slowly work your way up the body. Most people don't actually make it to their head before they fall asleep. It's a great idea in the morning to open the curtains nice and wide or go out in the sun gets lots of light because this will help to wake up your brain. Healthy breakfast also kick-starts your body clock for the day. If you can, try and avoid early morning starts or early morning activities. Make sure you eat a healthy diet and you're sure you get some exercise, but don't do the exercise late at night. These will both help to improve the quality of your sleep. Being exposed to lots of natural light during the day will also help the body produce the melatonin at the right time for a good sleep cycle.
Now it takes around four to six weeks of getting extra sleep regularly before you really feel the benefits, so just hang in there. All the best with your studies and please join us again for the next Study Skills Handbook podcast.